Is the Buffalo Bills defensive personnel better in 2022 compared to 2021? We're going to break it all down today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, or if you're joining us on the YouTube channel, your first watch every day. Well, yesterday on the podcast, we examined the Buffalo Bills offensive personnel and went position by position to determine if the players this year are better than last year. And we're going to do that for the defensive side of the football. And the inspiration for this mini series, if you will, was reflecting on last offseason and how the conversation was centered around if the Bills are returning 21 of 22 starters and most of the depth is the same, how could the Bills be a better football team if the players are the same? Did they actually improve? Did they get better personnel wise? And I talked a lot about how the Bills would improve from within and how certain players getting better could lead to the team being better. And we've already kind of done some of that this year earlier this offseason, like if I'm not mistaken, in the February range where I talked about the different ways that the Bills can get better from within. And that's a factor in this conversation today, right? Certain players are going to be better or should be, or it's reasonable to think they'll be better in 2022 compared to 2021. And so despite them being the same names, that player could be more impactful. But then the bigger conversation that we're having today is the additions, right? What's different personnel-wise? And should that lead to a better impact and a greater performance from the players on the depth chart this year compared to last year? So we're going to do the defensive side of the football Today, we'll also kind of finish up with special teams. We'll talk about the specialists and contrast 2022 to, to 2021. So let's start up front. Let's start with the defensive line, specifically the defensive end position. Where in 2021, it was Gregory Rousseau as a rookie, AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham as a rookie, and then, of course, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. This year's group looks a little bit different. Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, they're gone. Rousseau, Epinesa, and Basham remain, but as young players, there's a level of hope that they take a step and improve and make a greater impact this year. And then the Bills added two veterans, one of them being Von Miller. And of course, Shaq Lawson, former first-round pick of the Bills, who's been a good player when he's been in Buffalo. And I thought in 2020 for the Miami Dolphins, he was a good player. But obviously last year wasn't great, and he's looking to refine his form back in Buffalo. But Von Miller is now a member of the Buffalo Bills. He's part of this defensive end situation. And that, in and of itself, it, it makes this group better, right? The Bills have that dude, that guy, that game wrecker, the player that offensive coordinators are going to have to be very mindful of 
in their game plan and how they scheme against the Bills, having to factor for him. He's the difference maker, right? Obviously, this group is better just because of Von Miller. And that I don't need to sit there and explain that to you. And for as much respect as I have for Jerry Hughes and what he's been able to do with this team and the career that he's had, he's not Von Miller. He's not. Von Miller's a top five pass rusher in the NFL, and Jerry Hughes is probably in that 25 to 30 range. A significant upgrade. Now, Mario Addison was a nice player for the Bills in a rotational capacity, but I think you get a lot of what Mario Addison brought in Shaq Lawson. And then you talk about you talk about these young players, Rousseau, Epinesa, and Basham. I think we can all reasonably expect for them to take a step and be more impactful in 2022. So what's the verdict on the Bills defensive end group? It's better. It's one of the most improved position groups on this roster, and that's rooted in the addition of Von Miller. Let's look at the defensive tackle room, and this room has been overhauled. There is a turnover of 75% of the players I expect to be on the roster. The one guy that remains is Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is part of the 2021 group. He'll be part of the 2022 group. But gone is Harrison Phillips, Starlo Talele, and Vernon Butler. And here, or arrived now, is Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, and Jordan Phillips. If you look at these players and kind of go one for one, I think Daquan Jones is a better player than Harrison Phillips, and I respect Harrison Phillips a lot. But Daquan Jones has a much greater sample size and resume of high-quality one-tech play in the NFL than we've ever seen from Harrison Phillips. Tim Settle compared to Starlo Talele. Look, here's the thing about Starlo Talele. When he's been available earlier in his career, he's been a perfectly reasonable one technique, but the last two years, he has not been available or reliable for this football team. And so I think Tim Settle gives the Bills a player that they can count on that has a lot more dynamic ability, a lot more playmaking ability as a penetration-style player. And so I would rather have Tim Settle than Starlo Talele. And then Jordan Phillips for Vernon Butler. Are we serious? That's a major upgrade. You know exactly how I feel about Vernon Butler. He's been one of the most disappointing players on this roster since he was signed. Grossly overpaid and made no impact. And for a guy that's as big as he is, you'd expect him to be a hell of a lot better against the run. Now, Jordan Phillips is not necessarily a player that I think is a a top-tier run defender, but I think he's a better run defender than Vernon Butler and a significantly better pass rusher. So the makeup of this defensive tackle room is notably better in my mind. And that's not even getting into Ed Oliver taking a step. I think the Bills are vastly improved at defensive tackle, and that's what really excites me about this defense moving forward, this defensive line in general, considering the ends and the tackles. It's better. And for a regime that believes in the defensive line as the lifeblood of its defense, right? This is what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have told us time and time again 
both with their words and their actions and how they invest their resources in terms of cap space and draft picks, that this is the priority of the football team, of the defense. This is how they're going to win games. And I think this is the best defensive line that has been assembled in Buffalo since Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean took over. And so we're talking about a Bills defense that was really good last year, and you can make the case that they played some soft offenses and a lot of bad quarterbacks. But this defensive line looks to be the best we've seen under Sean McDermott. There's never been a player here like Avon Miller under McDermott. And collectively, it is a lot better with plenty of young talent that we expect to improve and take a step in 2022. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the news and odds for this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, football's futures, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. So let's move to the second level of the defense and examine this linebacker situation. In 2021, it was Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Andre Smith, Tyrell Dotson, Tyler Medikavich, and then A.J. Klein. Pretty similar cast of characters this year were Edmonds, Milano, Smith, again, suspended for six games, Tyrell Dotson, Matikavich, they're all back. And then Terrell Bernard, a third-round pick out of Baylor, has been added to the mix where A.J. Klein is no longer here. And the Bills also have some other depth players like a Joe Giles-Harris, Markel Lee, and another draft pick, Balen Spector. So are the Bills better at linebacker in 2022 personnel-wise compared to 2021? Well, it's, it's, it's hard for me to say yes to that because you have so much of this being the same minus six games that you're going to lose from Andre Smith. And then, you know, is Terrell Bernard a better player than AJ Klein? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the, what, what Terrell Bernard was asked to do at Baylor, I think is going to be pretty different to what he's going to be asked to do in Buffalo. AJ Klein is a player that, you know, for as poorly as his tenure in Buffalo started, I think he emerged as a reasonable player that gave good depth. And when the Bills went to some three linebacker sets, you, you're pretty comfortable with AJ Klein. How does Terrell Bernard step into that role? And is it Terrell Bernard? Is it Tyrell Dotson? I don't assume it's Andre Smith given his six game suspension, but could it be Tyrell Dotson? Is Tyrell Dotson a better player than AJ Klein? I don't think we can answer that question right now. I think Terrell Bernard has a chance to be a more impactful player than AJ Klein. I think he's a really exciting fit for what I think he can be as a overhang defender and a big nickel, if you will. I think he's got a little bit more athleticism, not a little bit. He has a lot more athleticism than AJ, than an AJ Klein did. So I think this group could be better, but I I can't assume that. Tyrell Dotson, who's an unproven player in the NFL and a third-round rookie, is going to be better than A.J. Klein. So I would have a slight lean towards it's worse, but I'm, I'm going to call this a push. I just, 
I don't think you can definitively go in either direction, especially when you consider some of the depth beyond the players that I mentioned, uh, Inspector in Markel Lee and Joe Giles Harris as players we should we should be factoring into this 2022 group. I think the Bills have a lot of depth and a lot of intriguing options here uh, behind their their primary players. Let's move to cornerback, a, a highly discussed position. It feels like every year for this franchise, and and of course with. Levi Wallace signing with the Steelers and Trey White coming off of an ACL tear where we're not sure if he's going to be available to start the season. There's a lot of questions about this cornerback situation. And so let's examine the personnel. In 2021, you had Trey White for 12 games, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Saran Neal, and Cam Lewis, I, I thought were kind of the primary players. In 2022, you have Trey White coming off of an ACL tear. Your first-round pick, Kyer Elam, Taron Johnson, a more experienced Dane Jackson, Saran Neal on a new contract, and then, of course, Cam Lewis. Is this group better? Tough to say, right? It's tough to say. I mean, for as upgradable as we believe Levi Wallace is, we know that he provided a baseline play of reasonable execution for a zone defense. We know that the Bills can field a really good passing defense with Levi Wallace as CB2. We don't know anything about Kyir Elam. We're optimistic. I'm excited. I think he's a great fit. Very, very excited about Kyir Elam playing opposite of Trey White. But we know that Levi Wallace played, provided a baseline level of play. And then there's the the whole Trey White thing where, I mean, I have no reason to not think that Trey White is going to return to his form, but he's got to do it. And we're talking about him getting cleared potentially very close to the start of the season. And even Sean McDermott has said, we have to be realistic about what to expect from Trey White in his first year back from this injury. We're talking about cornerback. Cornerback is a position predicated on movement skills and athleticism. It's referred to as a stopwatch position for a reason. So what version of Trey White are you getting? Can Kyer Elam replace Levi Wallace, and how quickly can that happen? I feel good about Taron Johnson. I feel good about a more experienced Dane Jackson. I think that'll help him. Everything that went he went through last year and the, and the experience that he gained including in the playoffs, that's going to help him this year. I'm not sure that Saran Neal is going to be any different. We know what he is. Maybe Cam Lewis is a little better. But I don't think you can look at this right now and say this is a, a better cornerback room. It can be. Kyer Elam can be better than Levi Wallace. I think he will. If Trey White finds his form quickly and he's fine, then, yeah, you look at this group and say, yeah, the Bills got better at corner. And there's a path for them to be better at corner. But I don't think I can sit here today and honestly tell you with sound reasoning that it is other than, hey, I just think Kyer Elam's going to be better than Levi Wallace with no actual evidence of that being true. So I have a lean worse when it comes to cornerback as we examine this situation here in early June. Let's move on to safety. Exact same players. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin. Even down to Josh Thomas as your kind of practice squad player. 
Nothing's different. Nothing is different. Now, there are some things that I think are working in the Bills' favor. You have another year of experience for a guy like Jaquan Johnson, who got some game time last year, started a game. You have DeMar Hamlin now in year two. Remember, we were kind of concerned about Dean Marlowe losing Dean Marlowe last year to the Detroit Lions. And, you know, he's was a sneaky, important player, spent some time in the slot, was good depth behind Poyer and Hyde. And we were all nervous about being one snap away from Johnson and Hamlin. Well, now those players are more experienced. And I expect the same level of elite contributions from Poyer and Hyde. I don't expect there to be any drop-off there. And so if Poyer and Hyde are the same and you think that Johnson and Hamlin should be better with more experience and time on task, I lean that despite this being the same players, that it's an actually better situation. So I'm going to lean slightly better when it comes to my verdict on the Bills' safety personnel in 2022 compared to 2021. Now, as promised, I, I want to talk about the specialists very quickly. Not the whole thing, just the kicker, punter, long snapper, return guy situation. Tyler Bass, he's the kicker. He's a good kicker. We're all happy with Tyler Bass. Reed Ferguson, same thing. We're all happy with Reed Ferguson as the long snapper. Now things get a little bit different when you start to look at the punter situation. Matt Hawk in 2021 as compared to Matt Hawk slash Matt Ariza, whoever wins that job. I'll say this. I think that the Bills' punting situation should improve in 2022 because the bar was set so low. Even if it's Matt Hawk, if Matt Hawk wins the job, I don't think he'll be worse than he was last year. And if Ariza wins the job, that means he's better than Hawk. So I think there's a reason to believe that the Bills' punting situation will be better. And then I will say that I think the return situation will be better. Or there, there at least is a very logical path for it being better. Because last year it was Isaiah McKenzie and Marquez Stevenson. This year you still have those two guys, but you have some meaningful other options and, and potentially you know, the guys that will claim the roles in Khalil Shakir, in Tavon Austin, and in Jamison Crowder. So I, I, I do see a path for the Bills' return guy situation to be better in 2022. And so if the kicker's the same, the long snapper's the same, and there's a very logical path for the punter and the return guy situation to be better, I think the Bills' special teams will be better in 2022. So as we tie a ribbon on this entire conversation that's spanned or spawned the last two podcasts, I think the Bills are collectively a better football team personnel-wise in 2022 compared to 2021 offensively, defensively, and special teams. I went through all of that to be able to tell you that statement with confidence. And the reason I'm excited to say that with confidence, like I did, that the Bills are collectively a better football team personnel-wise in 2022 compared to 2021 is because even I had this thought. We thought that last year's Buffalo Bills team, the 2021 Buffalo Bills, would be the best 
roster the Bills would ever have around Josh Allen. Cross my mind, I'm sure it did yours. This is as good of a team as Brandon Bean will ever be able to assemble around Josh Allen. All these young players, they're getting more expensive. Josh Allen's big pay escalators haven't hit yet. It's just going to be hard for Brandon Bean to put a better team than he did around Josh Allen ever again compared to what was on the field in 2021. Well, the guy did it. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not putting together an argument here that's a stretch or anything like that. I didn't have to reach for this. The Bills are objectively, personnel-wise, a better football offensively, defensively, and on special teams around Josh Allen in 2022 compared to what it was in 2021 when many people thought last year's Buffalo Bills squad would be the best roster ever around Josh Allen. Brandon Bean, good at his job. And that's what gives me confidence in the Bills having staying power as a contender. Obviously, Josh Allen is first and foremost. You have 17 on your team. You got a chance to win the Super Bowl every year, in my opinion. But when you pair that with a really good general manager that is going to make sure that the right pieces are always around him and is never satisfied and has already proven that in an offseason where he's entering the offseason above the cap and picking late in every round, that he can still find a way to improve the personnel on the roster. It's a good time to be a Bills fan. Real good time to be a Bills fan. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. I certainly did. And it definitely... It definitely ramps up my excitement and it ramps up my expectations for the season. You know that I'm never a Super Bowl or bus guy. I don't think that's I don't think that's a thing. I don't think any team in NFL history is ever in a Super Bowl or bust situation. That's ridiculous to me. I've said this before. Only one team wins the Super Bowl. Your success as a as a team for that year cannot be defined in did you win the Super Bowl or not? And if the answer to that is no, then you failed. I, I don't buy into that. There's too much randomness in football. It's a single elimination tournament. I don't buy that at all. But I am pretty excited about what this 2022 Buffalo Bills team could get done. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today and this week on the podcast. Hope you have a great weekend. We have a lot of great stuff coming your way to, uh, next week where the Bills are in mandatory OTA, so we should have a lot of great updates. We'll have some Clarity, I guess, on the Jordan Poyer situation where he'll either be there or he won't. And we'll also, you know, kind of get a feel for the entire roster. And if there's any other situations like that that, you know, we're not aware of, we'll we'll get a lot of clarity next week. So a lot of information and things to react to are coming next week. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. 
Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.